you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about UFC as far as the event that just happened. I don't want to talk about the upcoming events. I don't want to talk about any kind of organization or promotion. Because it... It's talked to death at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Cyborg, this and that. Oh, Max Holloway, and like, oh, he's so great. And oh, Frankie Edgar, what's he going to do next? Oh, Frankie should drop down. He always should drop down. Oh, I can't believe Nico. Pre- yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. I'm more interested in the whole... There's There's been a little bit of a commotion with BJ Penn fighting for, as Dana White says, the last time mm-hmm. within the UFC... BJ Penn is, we could break down BJ Penn's greatness. We could break down the prodigy's accomplishments and what he said as a a legendary standard for performance. We could go through a lot about what his career has done and and the famous wars that he's been through. The fact that he, his warrior spirit has carried him, I think from like 155, 145, all the way up to like... 205? Yeah. Yeah. So... We could talk about all those things, but instead I want to talk, I want to focus more on the conversation that's been kind of stirring about why PJ Penn is fighting because the why is, is really the big thing, right? Why is he doing this? Why, what does he have to prove? And we've talked about this a little bit, but this is, I think this is going to be different today. The why in this case, and and I think it was Ariel Hawani who made a good point about this on his show, about does BJ Penn need to do this because it's his definition of who he is? He's a fighter, so therefore Mm. he must have a fight. Therefore he must train for a fight. He must go to war because that is all he knows. Perhaps, perhaps there's a little bit of that with, you know, a sprinkled top of whipped cream and CTE. That's totally possible. Absolutely. But a bigger part of it that I'm wondering about is... Is that because he defines himself as a fighter? And as a fighter, you must have fights. Because I want to compare the definition of calling yourself a fighter versus the definition of calling yourself a martial artist. Right? Now, we've yeah. talked about the differences. Fighter, athlete, sport, uh, sp- like a, a, a sport athlete versus being a martial artist. But I want your opinion on what that means in the world of BJ Penn. Well, let's. I also want to mention too. I mean, when him and Dana White, I guess, supposedly discussed all this, BJ Penn said, "Listen, man, like win, lose, or draw, this will be my last." So it's like it doesn't even matter as long as he gets that fight in. No matter what the result is, that last fight is literally his last fight. Like, so to me, I I think Warrior. Because a fighter would be more technical, more... Not that a warrior isn't, but I feel like a warrior is out for blood. A fighter is going to be a little bit more strategic, a so, little bit more technical. So give me an example of a warrior that comes to mind. A for war- me? For me? Like Diego Sanchez or... I was going to say Robbie Lawler. Or Robbie Lawler. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler is a, like a, a Viking warrior, samurai, mm-hmm. fucking berserker. I'm sorry, continue. Like, Just guys that just want to get in there... No matter, I mean, there's no stakes. You know what I mean? They're just going to go in there. Someone's going to bleed. And that's it. Whether they win or lose, they do it because they love it. That's a warrior. No matter what. And you know what? You're proud of the outcome. No matter what it is. The fact that you went out there, did what you love to do. You know? Whereas a fighter, uh, to me, again, 
you know, just more technical, a little bit more uh, careful about what their next move is going to be, a little more technical, stuff like that. I think BJ, BJ Penn for sure defines as uh, a warrior. So do you think that plays into his own self-image of why he needs to keep fighting? Because he's clearly not trying to do it for a career. He's not like, I want to get the I mean, with seven losses, yeah, at this point, I, I think he's just doing it to do it. Absolutely. I think it's eight losses. Oh, it's eight. That's right. He, he had a draw against John Fitch at UFC 127 in 2011. He then lost to Nick Diaz. He then lost to Rory McDonald. He then lost to Frankie Edgar. He then lost to Yair Rodriguez. He then lost to Dennis Seaver. He then lost to Ryan Hall. He then lost to Clay Guida. That's what, eight? I think that was eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that means he hasn't won a fight since 2011. That's what I mean, though. Or like, no, he hasn't won a fight since 2010. He's been losing since 2011. So nine years. Nine, yeah, years nine and a half losing. years, yeah. I mean, again, he just... It's like no matter what, it's someone's getting hurt. Whether it's me, you, or we, we both dish it out together. Like, I'm just going to go in there and do what I have to do. Here's a question. How do you view yourself as a martial artist? Me personally? You or? personally, right now. Uh, to, to consider myself a martial artist... I feel like would be an insult. Maybe back in the day, if we were doing this, I would say maybe even 15 years ago. 15? Yeah. Okay. Back when I was like really dedicated to it. So when we were training back together, when it wasn't dedicated? I didn't even know you 15 years ago. I know. I'm talking like... Back when I was doing Shotokan. Okay. Back when my grandfather was teaching me. Okay. Um... You know, I, I would say at that point in my life, I probably would have considered myself a martial artist. But now, 15 so, years... Well, well, compare that 15 years ago to when you and I were training. I would say... I, I Mentally, I thought I was getting back into that, you know, state of mind, like... You know, uh, but it did get to a point where it wasn't on my mind every day. I wasn't practicing every day or even every other day, you know, at, at home besides going to the dojo. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I enjoyed the art, but I think because it's, it was different compared to a striking art, there was just, uh, certain things you couldn't really do solo. I mean, there was a lot of katas. It's like, yeah, okay. I could, kind of do these motions but really i need a partner it's like BJJ. to execute them correctly it's like bjj it's like you can't really practice bjj and i think yourself. that was my problem and it's not like i could have practiced with my wife who is no offense honey but you're not athletic uh but she she'll admit it too and i mean there's no one else i really know that's into martial arts besides you you know, so right. So that's so. Here's the here's a a weird definitive thing, and it's something that I don't relate to in both my hobbies, which is martial arts and hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't like just observing it. Right. I don't like just I don't like just playing video games of it. Fuck that. I want to do it. 
Right. Like I love playing hockey and I would prefer to play hockey than go watch hockey. Mm-hmm. I prefer to train martial arts than necessarily go see it live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I don't think both experiences are invalid to go see live. I think they're great times. But if you gave me the option of, hey, we can get you an hour and a half on mats or you can go watch a UFC event live, it's like, depend. well, in that case, it probably depends who's fighting and depends who I'm training against. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a, I, I like the, the involvement. Yes. Like, I play yeah. hockey once a week, at least, right? I, even when hockey's in season, I don't watch it in comparison to the amount of amount of time I spend playing it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's easy to ingest something like, like MMA because it's such a mainstream sport now, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I was doing it. What? Two, three times a week. Two. I was only doing it two. I don't think I ever was able to make it three times, but like two times a week, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but here's the thing. Even if you were available for the third day, I'm sure you would have went. I'm sure you would have yeah, put well, in I that was effort. Also, I was also going. I was also doing katas at home. I right. was doing striking workouts in the pool. I was going to the dojo because Sensei John kept it open for his uh, his kempo and kung fu classes. Mm. I was still going and doing stuff against, uh, like working on my like my striking katas against the mirror mm-hmm. on the dummies. I was doing like like grip drills with the sandbags he had. I was still doing stuff because he had that corner on the side. Yeah, yeah. I was. The main, I think, I think I was maybe the only person who would show up and use the quote unquote free gym time, free dojo time. And I would show up, or I would, I remember when I first started too, I was laying out mats and going over my rolls, working in my samurai stance and my walks, my Soriwaza walks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was doing all that. I went, I, I went eyeball deep on, on, uh, Aiki Jiu Jitsu. You know, I went like all in. So, I mean, so here's the thing by definition, yeah, I, like I think I'm a martial artist, but that's because I think I just have I keep in touch with it more than you can. Yeah, because I have mitts and pads and punching bags, and, and I think that's and not that yoga is jujitsu, but I definitely do like I I do soriwaza stuff when I warm up for class. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's I still do samurai walks and rolls at the gym. I still do some small stuff. Um, I review katas rarely, but I still look at them and. And I still know, especially my yellow. My yellow is like tied. My yellow belt's tied to my brainstem. <laughs> like I, I don't think I'll forget the majority of those. But also, it's um, remembering what it's like to be in the fire, which we kind of tapped on. We were do- doing some gi and non gi work. Yeah, remember we were yep. dabbling into it, and it was like that's tapping back into that fire of not just reviewing, you know, uh, katas in class, but also when we would go full waza we were doing testing like it, it touches that vein still so i think it's still there mm-hmm. i think it's still there do i live it the same way that i did no of course not of course i don't but you're right it, it, if i had somebody who if i had a partner who was able to train with me I, it would probably be a very different story because mm-hmm. i'd probably be doing a lot more but it's also a matter of hurting somebody you know what i mean like yeah that Maybe I don't want to do to my girlfriend. <laughs> right, right. You know? Well, I mean, it, it definitely helps, you know, when someone else is also into what you're into. It helps. You know, whether well, they're male or helps. female. I mean, even if they are female, at least they get the gist of it and they understand the art and, you know, the pain and suffering that also comes from it and the training. Um, but, yeah, just... So, so with that definition, 
of being a martial artist, of mm-hmm. training, of living it, of, of, of maintaining that, what happens when you reach an age when you can't perform it anymore? Do you just lose your martial art tag? Well, I think... What well, happens when you get to that point? Well, see, as a martial artist, there's two different things. There's the physicality, and then there's uh, the mental and um, spiritual aspect of it. You know, So it's like, do you still ponder about certain things in life, about the art itself? You know, do you kind of reflect back and, you know, envision certain things just because you might be handicapped or whatever it is that's keeping you from physically doing the art? I don't think automatically, oh, you're not a martial artist. So here's here's a better question. Here's a better talking talking point. What is your definition of, of martial arts? Uh, martial arts in I, general I will, is wait wait. I will first give the the wiki ver- the wiki definition. Well, how about I give my version, see if it's close to wiki. Okay, go go. So, wh- when I think martial arts or a martial artist, I think of somebody who performs physically, but not as a dancer. You know what I mean? Not like a. Um, uh, could you even, I guess you would even consider it a performing art depending on the scenario, but, um, it's just, uh, martial arts, it's just a way of life, man. It's just, yeah, the movement of the body and how, uh, one person can react to another person, um, whether it's a def- defensive technique, an offensive technique, and then it's understanding the physical, uh, the, the, like the physicality of it, and um, understanding like where the arts derive from. Because then there's you know this uh, whole thing of nature and animals being involved that are incorporated into certain kata. So it's like nature and life itself is an incorporate. Martial arts is like dancing. I I really didn't want to compare it to it, but it's like a dance. It really is. And and you're interpreting the ways of life and nature. You're the way you, you flow your body movements, you know, it's nature has an influence in that. Okay. Okay, you ready for the the Wikipedia? Yeah, and I'm sure it's completely, my thing is completely off, but that's what I think of. I think of life, I think of, uh, you know, just an interpretation of movement and... Okay, what's what does Wiki have to say before I make myself sound like an idiot? No, 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 that's fine. Uh, the Wiki definition of martial arts: <clears throat> martial arts are codified systems and traditions of combat practiced for a number of reasons, such as self-defense, military and law enforcement applications, competition, physical, mental, and spiritual development, and entertainment, or the or the preservation of a nation's intangible cultural heritage. Although the term martial arts has been associated with the fighting arts of East Asia, it originally referred to the combat systems of Europe as early as the 1500s. The term is derived from Latin and means arts of Mars, the Roman god of war. Uh, some hmm. authors have argued that, that fighting arts or fighting systems, fighting systems would be more appropriate on the basis that many martial arts were never martial in the sense of being used or created by professional warriors. My definition of martial arts is the mastering of your own body. So I think yoga is a martial art. 
I think it's a, the art of trying to control your body in, in specific positions. Okay. So I define martial arts as... So not necessarily... Um, it doesn't just pertain to combat itself. No, I don't think it does. Okay. I don't think it does. I mean, I think... Well, I think martial... So I think going off what you said, and perhaps the wording is can complete your what you were saying for your definition, martial arts is kind of the uh, self-expression of understanding the laws and harmony of nature and existence. Yes. Thank you. So for example, with martial arts or perfect example with, uh, with Asia, right? With East Asia, you have the yin yang. Yin yang is the yin and the yang, the power of opposites, the harmony of opposites. Mm -hmm. It's that what must be white must be black. What must be up, it must be down. What must be male must be female. What must be dark must be light. It's the harmony of opposites and you can't live without the harmony of opposites. And that's something I, I really believe in that I've, thought about even before martial arts but martial arts really really embodies that right and martial arts in the term of controlling your body is that you must always have like think of something like the harmony of some kind of kung fu kata Mm -hmm. or whether it's a yoga class or a yoga session there's despite the harmony you see there's conflict and there's there's tension and there's most importantly struggle mm-hmm. you can't hold like a high crane kick just because you physically can that's because you've struggled and worked to get there and forcing your body to do that move is difficult but you can maintain it and you can do it because you've put in the the time and the work and the effort to do it yoga is maybe physically it may look physically simpler maybe physically calming but emotionally and mentally it could be it's uh, for me at least when i do vinyasa yoga uh, which is especially hot yoga it is a battle with every position it's like 90 degrees in class plus the humidity from the steam and i'm trying to do you know all these flows all these yoga flows and my mind is like tap out just lay down just relax but i'm trying to control my body to do these things you know what i'm saying Mm. so for me it's it's that harmony and that and that struggle, right? And I mean, you see this even just in the art of fighting. Like we remember, line beats circle, circle beats line. Yeah, it's the harmony of opposites. A hook's going to beat a jab, and a jab's going to beat a hook. It's just, it, it's just that's life. That's just how it is. You have these opposites that cancel each other out because they form harmony within each other. That's that to me is martial arts. I mean, I break it down to something as simple as saying it's the art of controlling your body, because to me it is. To me, it's. I know that could be a very broad sense of, oh, well, then dancing is a martial art. Well, technically, yeah. If you look at capoeira, it can be used as a martial art. That's very true. You know, yeah, it's, 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 you can kind of put it anywhere. It's, it's kind of just, if you can control your body, then it's either a martial art where you fight another person or you fight yourself in your mind. And to me, that's what yoga is. You know, I'm really glad I picked up a hot yoga practice because ever since I left martial arts, it's, I've kind of had this weird void of just loss of concentration and focus on myself. And yoga has really grounded me in that again. I have to focus. We, we start the class just by closing our eyes and breathing and thinking, and then we move, and then we have to... And stretching sucks. As you know, every time we stretch together, mm-hmm. you're in incredible suffering yes. every time we stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Something as simple as just, let me just put your foot back in this position. It's like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Just, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's and that's a struggle that we have because it's a harmony that we don't maintain on a daily basis because 
time and, and life, you know, mm-hmm. just like anything else. So that's how I, that's how I define martial arts for myself, which I think is kind of in line with you, but I think yours is more spiritual than mine. Mine's a literal control your body, but understanding of the emotional and, and mental uh, struggle that goes into that. Mm-hmm. I think yours is a bit more spiritual than mine. I think yours is a bit more harmonious with, like you said, nature with the laws of the world of kind of being harmonious with yourself within the world. So it's, we're a little bit different, which is why your definition of he's not a martial artist with some MMA fighters is because you don't see them living that or maintaining yeah. or trying to strive for that, you know? Yeah. So nothing, there's no wrong answer. Mm. There's no right answer. We all have our own opinions on it. But in the sense of somebody like BJ Penn, who has to keep fighting because that's his definition, I don't, it's weird because BJ Penn is quite possibly one of the most successful martial artists of all time. I mean, he's called a prodigy for a reason because he got, he got his black belt so quickly. It's weird because to me, that's not a martial artist mindset to say, I must continue to fight because that completes me. Yeah, no, that, that just seems like, you know, yeah. I mean, granted, it could also be brain trauma because he's gone through a lot of trauma. Oh, sure. But it's just, it doesn't define it to me in the same way that's, and I, I know, I know we, we schlob all over GSP's knob, but GSP is again, the, in, in Lyoto Machida are probably the two defining quote unquote martial artists of MMA, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's others, but the, the poster boys for that are those two. Absolutely. Or maybe Rose. I think Rose Namajunas really fits a martial artist mindset and viewpoint as well. It's just, I don't know. I just don't know what to make. Not so much of BJ Penn wanting to fight. I understand if he has bills to pay or if he just finds completion in himself from fighting. I don't know many martial artists that like fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know martial, I know a lot of martial artists, if not the majority of them, never shy away from conflict if need be. But I rarely see them openly looking and trying to get conflict. And to me, that speaks to a different thing going on with him, hmm. which is weird because, again, he's so synonymous with wearing a black belt and a gi and being in a dojo. For him to go from that to brawling with bouncers at strip clubs and pining for fights after nine years of losing because he just needs to keep fighting and he doesn't even want the belt. He just wants to fight. Something like that sentence alone that I just said doesn't sound good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like there are certain guys out there, you know, they'll learn the style just so they can kick someone's ass. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's plenty of bullies out there. Yeah, sure. You know, so, but then it's like, do you define them as a martial artist just because they learned the art? Well, this is the conversation we had like two episodes ago about John Jones. John Jones, right. All right. Which, by the way, since we've last talked, uh, it's currently, I think, in some kind of proceeding with a stripper that he apparently slapped and grabbed yeah, uh, without her consent. Without her consent and then put her in a chokehold and lifted her. Now, for all those people defending John Jones, I do agree with you. If John Jones really wanted to strangle her, yeah, he choked out the Oda Machida in a standing guillotine. He, will f- he would fucking snap her neck. That's not the point. 
You know what I mean? Just because I took a gun out and shoved it in your mouth and didn't pull the trigger doesn't mean it's, it's, oh, if you really wanted to kill him, he would have just pulled the trigger. Yeah, that doesn't change the fact I put a fucking gun in your mouth. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, just because he didn't choke her out doesn't mean he still put a stranger in a fucking chokehold. Right. That doesn't, that exactly. doesn't, that doesn't abolish anything about mm-hmm. the context of what that means to put somebody in a fucking chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so let's keep it in the theme of martial artists of another guy who's an extremely talented, high level fighter in John Jones, much like how BJ Penn was in his prime. John Jones is quote unquote a martial artist. See, I don't see that though. I, I, well, you know what it is? He's a great fighter. I don't see him as a martial artist. Would, it change, I, would it change your mind if he was constantly in a gi in traditional dojos doing katas with a black belt? No, it would change my mind if he would just stay out of fucking trouble, stay out of strip clubs. You claim to be this Christian boy or whatever, or always thanking God. You know, you're, you have... Doesn't he have a family, by the way? Uh, he has a girlfriend. But he's got like four kids, right? I think two. I think he has I two thought, kids I, and a girlfriend. I thought on a Joe Rogan podcast, he said he had like four kids, three or four. I think he may have kids with two separate girls. I don't know. Okay. Or me. I think, no, I think it's just one girl. I think he just has that. Cause everybody, everybody talks about how he hasn't like wifed her up probably for legal reasons. I mean, I, but yeah, who knows? It's just his, his life, his personal life is sketchy. And that's why I was saying, like, you know, so you have to have a clean record to, to, to be someone, a martial artist. No, but it's it like, I, but again, that's where you and I define martial artists as something different. Because in my perspective, again, he's a fighter. I, I could see him as a. I'll use this term. He's a technical warrior. But I, my point of view, he's not a. I wouldn't consider him a martial artist. And a lot of people are like, Mike, what the fuck are you even saying right now? But that's just my, I, I don't know. That's your take on it. That's my take that's on it. Take I, will, I will consider him a, te- a great technical fighter, technical warrior. But not a But I will not, artist. I will never consider him as a martial artist, no. Okay. I know, I know. You're, you're like, huh, how do no, I work it, with this? No, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck I, did you just say? I am, yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah, that is what I'm thinking. It, it's because it's so hard. Okay, he, okay here's another example. T.J. Dillashaw, is he a martial artist, or is he an extremely technical warrior? I don't know that much of T.J. Dillashaw to really okay. give my opinion. Okay, well, let's just put it... Uh, I'll tell you what I know about T.J. Dillashaw. Okay. T.J. Dillashaw is uh, trained by uh, Dwayne Ludwig, so a famous MMA... Uh, I mean, I guess not famous, but a well-known MMA fighter who's also trained, who was trained by Bas Rutten. So really tactical, high-level Dutch-style kickboxing in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So you have a very good Muay Thai fighter uh, in TJ Dillashaw. So he spends a lot of time. He calls uh, Dwayne his sensei. So he has he he helps teach classes and stuff like that. He takes standard Muay Thai classes with Dwayne because that's his sensei. At, at okay, Dwayne's so he dojo. keeps he keeps active even outside of the he, business. He trains gi and uh, he trains gi and no gi mm-hmm. uh, jujitsu at I think two different schools, but they're pretty big schools. They're Gracies. Um, he popped for EPO. 
So we don't know how long he's been using performance dancing drugs, but he popped for that. He has a wife. He has a kid. He has a company. He opened up a, uh, uh, like a veggie, uh, juice stand, yep. juice store, uh, in California. He is known for being a savage to train with because he will intentionally try to hurt his training partners because he just wants to win because he's that competitive. Team Alpha Male kind of kicked him out because of that. Or no, they didn't kick him out. Oh, I was just going to say I didn't know. The- there was a rift there because when he was leaving, he was saying, I'm going to go train with Dwayne and then I'll come back when I'm in town and train with you guys. Your eye favor goes, no, you're yeah. either with Team Alpha Male or you're just not in the school anymore and tj said well then i guess i'm not in the school anymore and that's when all the division and rivalry started between them yeah i remember all this right and uh that's when all the talk about oh tj's tj's been trying to teach guys at team alpha male how to juice blah 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 he cheats blah 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 he tries to hurt people um technically he did i think he did end somebody's career he need them i think in sparring and he's the guy he was training with now. I forget his name. My apologies. He coaches at Team Alpha Male now because he hasn't been able to recover from concussion symptoms. Oh, shit. So let's just hypothetically say he helped end a fellow teammate's career. Okay. Um, so with all that being said, now you have a laid out spread of the yeah, major points so, of TJ Dillashaw's career. Yeah. All right. So is he a martial artist in your eyes? Has there been a hit and run incident with TJ Dillashaw? Has he? <laughs> Dillashaw, has he? Besides Dillashaw, popping hot for he hasn't had legal steroids. No. He hasn't had any. Has legal he ever problems. done cocaine or other drugs? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. How often does he go to the strip club? How often does he no. party? Um, to my knowledge, he, I mean, to my I mean, knowledge he, he actually doesn't even party. To my knowledge, right. his whenever he's free, he he goes hunting with Chad Mendes. I mean, okay. So <laughs> what I'm here. So here's what I gather. He's an active. He's active in the martial arts community outside right. of his professional career. He's got a, an ego for sure um, when it comes to training or attempting to train with this guy. And uh, he's a cheater. The thing is, is what's being questioned now is how long has th- this been going on, the cheating? Yep. Has it been you know the once twice however many times you know i or has he been doing it his entire career well that's, um, that's the point right same thing with john jones that's also the same point with john jones yeah um but here the difference too is john jones gets away with murder and dana white will still give him fights this guy's gonna picograms are gonna show up and they let and him fight. they're gonna let him fucking fight right right I mean, even with this whole situation, Dana was like, listen, pretty much I, 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 I see nothing. I hear nothing, whatever. You know what? It's pretty much it's John Jones. We're not going to suspend him or do anything about this, this incident. Right. He didn't, I'm not quoting him. That's not exactly what he said, but that's pretty much the vibe. That's, the, that's that is the um, vibe that kind of, do I consider out. now to answer your question? Finally, do I consider TJ Dillashaw to be a martial artist? Besides his ego, yes. You do. Absolutely. Because to me, you have that heart and that spirit to, you know, even during your time off, you're and I know what you're gonna say, but John Jones trains and but how active is John Jones in the martial arts community outside of his professional career? He's sacri- he's outside of he's, Jackson Wink. 
he's taking all of his free time to, you know, I mean, TJ Dillashaw has businesses and if he's not doing that, I'm sure he's spending time with his family. And when he's not doing that, he's doing what he loves. So I get it. I get it. All, all fighters train that we're just going to throw out there. I, I get that John Jones trains, but how religious is he with it? John Jones, when he takes time off, is he active in the martial arts community? Does he do well stuff define that, active in the martial arts? You know, community. does he do what TJ does? Does he like offer to like train classes every now and then? Does he go and coach? That I don't think so. Off on the side or besides so. partying and do whatever he does on the weekends because that's his that, life. That I don't think so. I you believe know, getting in trouble with the law. I believe he doesn't do any of that. Okay. So that's what I mean. This guy literally trained to fight just for the career. Yes. So, so when John Jones eventually retires, Wh- whoever, who knows when that's going to happen, but yes. Right. What's next for him? Is he just going to continue to party? You know, he's got all this money. You know, what does he do with it? What does he do with the rest of his life? Does he then, or does he maybe turn his life around, spend more time with his family, and I, hopefully I get know. his kids on the right track? I like, know. I don't know. John, he, he's just a big bullshitter much. to me. That's that's the problem. And I get it. TJ lied. He did, and I'm not denying that either. But you're but willing to say he's a martial. Jones does it fucking hard. And then <laughs> even with this last incident, it's like uh, just, th- you know, brush it under the rug. Like why in strip clubs, strangling, you know, strangling fucking worn out for your arrest. But oh, you oh well, we didn't know there was a, you know, a warrant until we saw it in the media. Oh, OK. You didn't know that you I don't want to get into it. I'm okay. already I'm fucking <laughs> I, I am blood red mad right That's now. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, so TJ, in your eyes, is a martial artist. Yeah. Like I said, besides the ego thing and him having to train fucking put 150% into beating guys, just because, you know, I I would consider him a martial artist for sure. See, this is is very interesting, interesting to me. Is Floyd Mayweather a martial artist? In your definition... He's quite possibly the best defensive boxer of all time. Right. So mastering the body or your own body. I mean, I would say he definitely mastered what he does, which right. is boxing. Right. Boxing undefeated. is a martial art. Absolutely. Boxing is 100% a martial art. So is he a martial artist? <laughs> in your eyes, yes. In my eyes, he's a very... He is probably one of the best if not the best technical <laughs> fighter slash warrior okay okay but what i mean it, yeah <laughs> see this is why i didn't want to talk about anything other than just this right because it's such a weird topic to really pin. no but in, you know what though in all honesty like is he involved in anything boxing related like besides his yeah, businesses he's and a gym the money tmt the money team he's got a uh, his own boxing gym he has his own stable of boxers 
he doesn't coach them, but there's plenty of videos that show it's just, him. He's just more of the business owner. Like he is, but there's plenty of videos of him walking to the gym and he'll, he'll, he usually takes the boxer aside and he'll be like, look, when you want to do this, do this. And he, he, he tries to teach some little, little hints and tips. It's like, you can bait this guy in. If you step out, st- like, Come back, cross over. You can totally hit him with that. Like your your chin's too far forward when you like when when you throw a cross. So keep your chin down low, mm-hmm. shoulder shrug to the right. Like he definitely does stuff like that. There's plenty of videos that show him because his uh, his father, his father and uh, grandfather are still in the gym. Floyd Senior, they they still are in the gym. They're the ones training. So okay. Floyd will come in. Um, he does not. I don't think he's there all the time. He's definitely not there all the time. Right. But he comes in and he'll he'll watch the guys that he signed to fight, and then he'll always he usually gives them advice. He's not coaching and teaching them. He's not like holding pads and mitts. Yeah. yeah. But he'll pull them aside and give them hints. But and, and during tricks. his free time, he's more of a, a businessman. Oh yeah, or an entrepreneur. He, he's got or that. Whatever. He's got. A, he's got. The money team for money team promotions. He's got his own boxing gym. He has his own boxing stable for boxers. He's got a strip club in his name. I think he has, I think he's invested into another business. I think it's either a clothing line or uh, something else like an energy drink or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's he's a businessman, mm-hmm. much like Conor McGregor. See, but the thing with Conor McGregor is is he he puts on a show, but then at the end of the the performance that's when you see the real Conor McGregor come out and you know, whether it was a win or a loss, it's, it always comes from the heart, you know, and it's, that's what I do like about Conor. You know, I, his honesty, the honesty, you know, and he's, he's not afraid to admit when he was wrong or what he, he's not afraid to admit his faults during fights. Right. Um, like, Oh, I gassed out and he, he yeah. Now I still have my, opinions about the whole Khabib thing. But I mean, besides that, you know, he does seem like a decent guy. Um, you know, I I would consider him a martial artist, although yes, he is an entrepreneur. I mean, it's still like martial arts well, so is, is Jackie Chan. Yeah. Martial arts is like I mean Jackie Chan's been doing it since he's he started walking, you know, and he was also trained in a temple or whatever he's a business like a retreat or i don't know what it was but he's, he's got multiple businesses he's he's a businessman as well he's actually doing more singing now yeah than anything true. and true. he i think there there was an interview where uh he said if he can if he was ever reincarnated he would be a singer a singer yeah he wouldn't do martial arts again that's insane that's insane yeah. to hear but the idea, you know, of him sticking with performing arts, though, that's why I was saying, I guess I would consider martial arts a performing art, depending on the scenario. I guess the UFC would technically be performing arts because you're putting on a show. Sports entertainment. Yeah. Well, the WWE is sports. So here, oh, there you go. It are guys in the WWE martial artists. Uh, Training in the ring. I would say not all of them. I do believe that there are guys that are just juiced up. Are they just... Well, I'm or, or pretty they sure just, they're all juiced up. But, or but they just coordinated athletes. What I was getting ready to say was I know for a fact most of them did go to like, you know, they did wrestling in high school. They went to college, did wrestling. I mean, they're actually professionally trained in real wrestling, whereas there are guys they'll throw in there all juiced up, you know, and they'll teach them how to break their fall properly or do some roles teach them some moves, does that make them a professional wrestler? No, it makes them a professional entertainer. 
Um, but yes, I do believe that there are some guys when they're not putting on a show, they actually know or retain information from when they were in high school or in college okay. doing wrestling for sure. Right. Like, um, Brock Lesnar, you know, as much as that guy's a meathead dude did it in high school, he pursued it in college and then went on to do, you know, football. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I would consider him a martial artist too. Okay. I like the spread. I like the definition spread. I think it's uh, it, it's not a clear cut thing because I think it's all individualized. You know what I was talking to today, um, talking about today with somebody. Hmm. How to how to change the world of boxing? Go on. It's a simple topic. It won't take long. It's real easy. Do you know how boxing is currently set up? You have all these promoters with their boxers that they right. fight for fight contracts to get shown on a broadcast, whether it's Top Rank or whether it's uh, Showtime mm-hmm. or HBO or stuff like that, even though I think HBO is over now. Make a boxing organization like the UFC. That's right. There isn't one, There huh? isn't one. You just have fight promotions and promoters, and that's it. If you had, a f- if you had an organization for boxing... That brought in boxers for weight classes, for events, for pay-per-view cards. You could change the world of boxing, I feel. I feel like you could build up characters, storylines. You could set up drama for title fights. But now let me ask you this. Although they would probably get more buys, how much money are these guys? Never mind the fires themselves and with the promotions and all that, but... The, the people that are like, the we'll call them the suits. You know what I mean? Like the guy. They're suits. They're suits. Yeah. How much money are they making doing it this way compared to if they they're did? They're making a lot. That's why they're doing it this way. Because but, they make a lot. But that's why fights don't always happen. That's why the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight took forever. Both Pacquiao-Mayweather, well, Mayweather, Mayweather on the word on the street was he was ducking Pacquiao until Pacquiao got older. In an organization, you can't duck. Organization, you gotta fight. You gotta give the product. You gotta. Okay. You gotta step up to the plate. You're number one. You're number one face of the champion. That's how it works. That's how rankings work. So it's more uh, politics than it is, and that's kind of what's going on now with Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua was a was known as like the golden egg of heavyweight boxing, and then he lost in a surprise upset to Andy Ruiz, and now the magic fights between. The magic fight that never happened between Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder is now never going to happen because the image of Anthony Joshua being this undefeated Goliath facing a this rumble in, rumble in the Bronx, like crazy wild man, and Deontay Wilder is now skewed because Anthony Joshua just lost. Mm-hmm. Now you have Andy Ruiz. So you have a completely different story arc now, which wouldn't have happened in an organization that would have just said, nope, number number one fights number, or number one fights the champion number two fights three number four fights five number six fights seven it's we're just we have a ranking system for a reason and you fight your way to the top versus now where it's just you kind of fight your way to the top but it's crazy it's crazy how fights get made Hmm. what do you think about that do you think that would get a lot of eyeballs well i know man I would would it get a lot of eyeballs? I would say. Do you think it would increase? Here's the thing, you, though. Would it increase the world of boxing, the viewership, the audience? Well, let me ask you this: Do you feel like with boxing, 
they only put on like D I would say decent fights are like the low standard, not even like shitty fights. There is no such thing as a shitty fight. Like, is it pretty much just like good fights all the time in boxing? Not always. There's sometimes some lopsided wins, but usually it's a good back and forth, but it's the same thing as MMA. It's like, well, this person is definitely going to win. This person is going to murk this other person. Sometimes it's completely obvious. Deontay Wilder's past like three fights were just completely, completely, uh, blown out yeah so um i mean thing is boxing has been going on for so many years i feel like at this point for them to change is the thing that with the ufc is like they've been around for 25 years plus now just under 30 it seems like a long time but that's still fairly new it's still a fairly new it is company organization it is so i mean even now they're still trying to work out all the kinks and whatnot. Whereas I feel like boxing, they kind of figured out all that shit decades ago, you know? So now they kind of just, they're set in their ways and it works. It still brings in money, whether or not they get all the views, maybe it doesn't matter because look how much money everyone is, you know, making out with. So do I think they should change and move forward? Like, move forward with the business and doing something that UFC did. I really don't know. I don't know if it'd be making them more money or less. I feel like boxing still makes way more money than UFC does, especially now. The you big know? fights, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Would it bring, would it draw in more of a crowd? Maybe, but then what, do, what else does everybody make? you know, salary wise. Right. And the person I was talking to today about it made a good point. He said, the thing that the UFC doesn't do is they don't build up the depth of divisions because they don't develop their fighters into storylines, into, into potential upsetters of the champion. Mm. So that's why it seems empty all the time because you're watching empty fighter one versus empty fighter two for a shot at a belt. They can't compete for. He was like, if you had a competition or you had a sense like in boxing, whereas Anything can happen. This guy could totally not come out because you have depth and divisions and you have so many different um, storylines to go with. It will give more flair to the to to the product. Mm-hmm. I think in boxing it would be hard for the salary to be configured within, within an organization. So that's why I understand it won't be that easy. But but yeah, or do some organization on organization. UFC versus Bellator, and you just have your top that would 10 be interesting. face their top 10. It's like with wrestling, right? Like it was like back in the day, WWF versus WCW, WCW. or NWO. Yes. And exactly. Hell yeah, dude. See, that's that actually sounds really fucking cool. That would be really cool if it was, oh my God, who you got? Do you got, do you got Ryan Bader? Do you got like Daniel Cormier? It's like fucking Daniel Cormier. And then if you had some crazy upset, it would be like, holy shit. Yeah. Now, all it takes is that one upset. Of, of course, the UFC is going to dominate. And then you see like, I don't know, Douglas Lima fuck up some poor guy. And it's just, uh, maybe I'm going to start betting on the Bellator guys. You know what I mean? It would be really cool. Like Julia Budd comes in and, and takes on Tatiana Suarez or something. And it's just, oh, Tatiana's going to take her down and murk her. And Julia just fucking like Hulk slams her and power bombs her <laughs> repeatedly. And it's just, oh, wow, Jesus yeah. Christ. Crazy shit happening like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would never happen in an actual fight. But just shit like that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I was just thinking too, um, cause I think we talked about it before, like ever since this transition, especially with like the Reebok contract and granted, yes, they all look clean. They all look professional, but now there's a decrease in pay for these guys, yep. you know? And, uh, I mean, is the UFC actually making that much more money? I or don't, I think maybe they're kind of making the same as before. They might. I don't know. Hmm. To be honest, I, I I honestly don't know. That takes some research. I mean, it definitely screwed the fighters over. That that was that so screwed. far is the only downfall. The fighters definitely got screwed. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Yeah. So, but anyways, I think it's time to work out. Yay! I think it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I think it's time for Mikey to work out. <laughs> yes. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> Which it should, but anyways, testy time. Go ahead. Testy, testy. Testy, testy. Yeah, man. It's freaking Southfield, huh? Mm-hmm. Friggin' summer. Yeah, really. <sighs> Say something. Uh, uh, balls. It's always sexual, isn't it? I, I know. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's because it's a taboo thing that we're not supposed to talk about. So the second it's like, what are you thinking of? It's the white elephant. It's like, don't think about white elephants. So you think about white elephants or pink elephants. Uh, I think it's just that instead of that in America, it's our whole life of don't, don't be too out. Like don't be too open about sex. Mm. So it's like tits, balls, jizz. Like immediately <laughs> when you think about stuff, because you've been told your whole life, don't think about jizz. <laughs> don't think about tits. And then it's just like, why don't you say something? It's like, uh, 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 the, the big floppy titty balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like South Park has like that down to a science. Yeah, they do. I think they had an episode where it was just, uh, oh yeah, it was when Cartman had, uh, it was the movie, wasn't it? The South Park movie. No, I, I think it was, it was the Tourette's episode when Cartman. Oh, the Tourette's had like quote unquote Tourette's. <laughs> He's like, Jew face. <laughs> like, <laughs> piss. Yeah. Piss in my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. <laughs>